Praise the Lord, everyone. It is so wonderful to see you in the house of the Lord. And while I've been worshiping, I've just been scanning to look at our precious sheep who have been through so much. And my heart is so touched. And I alternate between hollering the victory and bawling like a baby. I just have to tell the truth because my soul aches for our church. We are going through it. Might as well tell the truth. We've been through it. We're going through it. And the Lord woke me up. I, I don't know if it's the Lord, as Pastor said. Is it the Lord, the devil, broccoli? It would not be broccoli, I can tell you that. that if I'm going to binge, it's not going to be on broccoli. <laughs> no, thank you. I saw, I, I tried to send it to my kids. It, it said, after the pandemic, and it showed an enormous um, lemur. I think it was a lemur. What are those little animals in Africa? It's not in Madagascar. They were just huge. They, and then danger came and they couldn't get back in the hole again. They were massive. And then it showed a giraffe that was enormous and huge and was leaning down to drink and face planted in the... I, I stopped when the legs were up kicking. I don't know what hour of the night I saw that but you know things just blend I feel like we've been living 20 years in 2020 that's what this feels like so I've been in the Lord's space bawling and squalid proclaiming his name and saying help these are sheep and I look at your faces and I have just agonized for you because I love you because we feel for you I'm not willing to let go of a one of you. I'm not willing to not pray for any of you from the front to the back to the left to the right to our online church folks that can't get here. There's no condemnation here, no judgment. We love you. We get it. Our little shut-ins who are just living to pull up the service online. We've all been there. We had to have one online service in our home. You know that. Many of you saw that because we were all so stricken and uh, we're still here. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. So in one of those wee hour of the mornings, darkness in my prayer closet, the Lord gave me a scripture. I'd read it before and I didn't appreciate it at all. I didn't like it. And so I was doing, I ignored it, as I want to do. If I don't like something, I just like, oh, isn't that sweet? And then I picked up my Bible another day and looked down, and on my Bible app, that scripture in the New Testament was the Bible verse for the day, and I was offended again. And then I thought, I didn't read that in Peter. I read that in Isaiah. And I went back and found it, and it was like the Lord took me on a little journey of where we are from his view. And I want to take you there with me. Because it did put a lot of reverent fear of God in me. I, I prayed before this ever happened, Lord, we need the fear of God. Because if people have a fear of God, they'll live right. And we can do our job of sheep herding people to heaven. 
because although I want you to be enormously prosperous, I want all your kids to be fat and sassy, I want you to be rich and healthy and educated. My job, the burden the Lord laid on me and my husband, is to be able to stand at the end of your life or the end of days and say, they were yours and we want to present them to you, Master. They made it. They made it. So we probably won't win popularity contests with you because sometimes we may tell you passionately, I'm known for that, I'll just put out a blanket apology right now. If I deliver what I think the Lord wants me to deliver to you and my eyebrows are up and my nose is flared and I raise my voice, I just love you to pieces and I want all that's good for you. So forgive me if I overwhelm you with that intensity because I care, we care. Now where do you suppose we got it? It's been laid upon us. And so today, I'm gonna read you the scripture that the Lord gave me. I'm gonna take my time to unpack it as he unfolded it to me. Because believe it or not, I got comfort out of it. Blows my mind that this would comfort me. But it did because it faces where we are. So if you would turn with me to Isaiah the 40th chapter, and this is where it began. And then I'm gonna go back and start, because this is what I woke up to. Actually, jump to verse six. Isaiah 40 and verse six. Now, he gets a word from the Lord, and the first verse is quite wonderful. Then he goes two, three, four, five, bam, six. Well, I didn't get one through five. I just woke up to six. The voice said, cry. He had a visitation, and the Lord said, cry. Raise your voice and yell this. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is grass. Like, well, I feel like I'm being waterboarded right now. I see that, Lord. I see how fragile we are. He says, the grass, grass withereth, the flower fadeth, and then bam. I mean, he paints the most bleak picture if you've lost someone, that, that doesn't sound very comforting. But then he says, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Well, that kind of yanked me out of my mourning for a minute because first of all, it felt like cold water in my face or a slap. So believe me, I get as good as I give. <laughs> the Lord talks to me pretty forcibly. And this was forceful and harsh. He painted and immediately saw Brother Heath and Brother John Predmore on those great big machines cutting grass in the field. And that grass doesn't stand a chance. One pass, man, and it's down. It's mown down. And then there's a sweet fragrance that rises from that cut grass. 
there's something sweet about it and my mind immediately jumped to precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints and I was like Lord to people from the outside death is death and it's hard to swallow it people on the inside are seeing a gathering a gathering of the faithful a gathering of the precious a gathering of those for whom this first verse affects now go back to one comfort ye comfort ye my people saith the Lord I want you to know number one God sees where we are as a people I want you to know he sees these people in Isaiah's time were having it rough now they were having it rough because they had rebelled against God they were having it rough because he had torn into them like a dad walking into a house and going this is enough and and he was cleaning house now it's one thing when mama cleans house but when God cleans house this is another thing and yet to Isaiah and to those rebellious see I'm looking at people and I'm going God but we're the ones who love you we care about you we want you we're with you if Isaiah would get the word comfort the people comfort the ones that have been living through the results of rebellion comfort the ones who've been going through the consequences you know the having the Holy Ghost is not protecting us from the pandemic having the Holy Ghost is keeping us through the pandemic because we don't see the dark we're inside looking out we're not outside looking in and if you are battling depression and discouragement and fear I came to give you a word of comfort I want you to go to that next scripture Matthew 5 this is what Jesus said about mourning Matthew the fifth chapter and the fourth verse Jesus said to all you that mourn Matthew 5 and verse 4 get your Bible get your pen blessed what blessed are they that mourn there's a blessing in not trying to be all that, all strong, locking yourself up, putting away your emotions, saying, I can't do it. God is as touched by the tears that trickle down your cheeks as he is when you're raising a hallelujah. In fact, the honesty that it takes to sit still and and understand I've lost someone I love now our country our ethic our nature tells us you're gonna have to buck up buttercup you've got two choices you can either go deep into that hole where you never come out and yet the Lord snaps us around and through the apostles said don't you sorry don't you sorrow as those that have no hope and I hear David who lost sheep and children and David who lost uh, 
Saul and Jonathan and Jonathan moves me greatly because I asked my husband how come Jonathan didn't join David he said he couldn't honey he had to be faithful to his dad and faithful to his house and did you know it cost Jonathan his life because he did that when Jonathan said goodbye to David for the last time, he said, I know you're going to be the king. And Jonathan was the eldest. It was Jonathan's right that he looked at that young man and he said, Oh, David, I know you're going to be king. Remember my children. I love you. And Jonathan wept. And the Bible said David wept harder. I suppose David suffered the loss of Jonathan that day. That precious boy that kept sheep knew about loss. And he wrote this, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I want you to lift your hands right now because there is a joy coming for this church. Oh, how precious you are to me, to us, Lord. We feel your love and your comfort. Oh, you dear online church, hold on, precious ones. How we would love to see your faces. We weep. We can't see you now. But joy is coming. You just hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to airbrush our loss. I'm not doing it. The roll call of the faithful started with David Glover. And little Connie's here. Connie, we love you. I would love to hug you. I won't. But I'm sending it to you. Fiercely and ferociously, you hold on. Then our beloved Ken Phillips, my doorkeeper. Gina, don't give up, honey. Don't walk out on God. You're weeping now, but you hold on to God. He's the giver of life. He is the resurrection. He's the life. You keep coming to church. You keep crying. It's okay. Blessed are they that mourn. Then after Brother Ken, precious David Mahler, last Wednesday was his birthday. And I texted Leslie, I wasn't there the day he was born, but I was present for something more important. Linda and Wally, I hope you can hear me. I will never forget the night David was born again right here. I celebrate that. Weeping is enduring for a night, but joy is coming. I didn't want David to die, but if he had to go, I got to see him baptized in the name of Jesus. I heard him speak his first words, a heavenly language. His name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, let's lift our hands again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Denise, I loved your sister. I love your family. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Blessed are they that mourn. Here we go. Why? Why would Jesus say such an awful thing? Because he doesn't want you to bottle up your hurt, your pain, your worry, your crushing. He said, open yourself up to me. I'm going to sweep in. They shall be comforted. Oh, lift your hands again hallelujah John 14 and 26 said this the comforter which is the Holy Ghost and Abby I know your papa whom you loved Floyd a gentleman a precious man I'll be honest with you I hated when your grandparents left to 
be with their family. I, I know why they did it, but I loved Linda and Floyd and still love Linda. I'm telling you, these are, you, you go, well, I didn't know them. I'm going to tell you something. When you cry with people and you pray with people, and I heard the story about how the Lord, how the Lord saved his life when he'd been run over by a car. A sweeter man you could not find. Faithful right back there where Chuck and Kathy are sitting, just as faithful as clockwork, come in this house and worship. And I can remember Floyd crying and raising his hands and worshiping, and the roll call goes on. Faithful saints. And then after some, I, I can't even, forgive me, I can't even remember where he fits in the, I can't remember, it's just too much. But I know that after, after him, I think was Brother Dale Greathouse, suddenly, actually before him may have been Chuck Ulrich. And then Dale Greathouse, and Cack was in there somewhere, and then, Marilee and Pat Rogers. The comforter. Yes. If you're not mourning, then you don't know what it is to need comfort. And he preached 911, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, just like the Lord. And so many times in my prayer closet, I have just seen a shadow in my mind as, as that presence enters my car. And I've seen this sanctuary and all your precious faces. And my greatest longing is that's what's hanging over me in that car like this will just hover over you just like this and gather you in close. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. I can find no better reason if, he, if it wasn't the seal of salvation and redemption, just the comfort. He said he's going to send it in my name and he won't just comfort you, he's going to teach you and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatever I've said, you're going to need it and he's going to remind you, hold on, hang on, comfort. I want you to lift your hands again. I feel the comforter. Lord, comfort your people right now, your precious people. I see Sister Carol now. Oh, comfort our mourning people who have lost so much. Jesus, enfold us in your love and wrap us in your arms. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We feel your sweet presence. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem. He said, I want you to comfort my people. Then I want you to go to the center of where I do my business. Jerusalem will always represent the pinnacle of God's power. In Jerusalem is where everything happens. Now, I've been to Jerusalem, and I'm telling you right now, it is embattled. He wasn't talking about that city. He's talking about when the people called by his name start going through a war. And we're in it. Say we're in it. We're in it. We are fully in it. I said I've never been in World War I or II, but I'm in three right now. It's a fight for faith. Our warfare... He said, speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry to her. Her warfare is accomplished. Her iniquity is pardoned. She's received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. I have gagged on this every time I read it. Because I'm like, Lord, are you punishing us for sins? And then I keep hearing Hebrews, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Even scourges, 
Now that is even more offensive to me than chasing. I have never liked a whipping and I've had several. I had one with a switch one time. Anybody ever had a switching? It hurts and it's humiliating. And I'd say, whether the Lord meant to or not, I got my face on the ground. Lord, whatever I've done, forgive me. Whatever our people have done, please forgive them. Don't punish the sheep for my iniquities. I have said those words to the Lord because when, you, when you're responsible, it's like you're a dad and you got kids and your kids get sick. I'm telling you what we've done. Hit the floor and start confessing everything you can think of. Why? You didn't touch me. You touched them. And the Lord knows. I said, Lord, he said, this is my perspective. I'm talking to my people. You tell them their warfare is accomplished. That means every day when I get up and fight my flesh to get to that little prayer closet, I've won a battle. I did it. Now, I didn't conquer your cancer, but I conquered my apathy and depression, and I conquered discouragement in a day. In a day, you can accomplish your warfare for the day because you don't give up that day. Because you know good and well that Jerusalem is not at peace right now. And the church is fighting. So why would he say your warfare is accomplished? Because he looked past the now to the then. And he said, I'm telling you now. It doesn't matter how many skirmishes you fight. The war has already been won. I am going to receive you to myself. I'm covering your iniquities. I know what you're made out of. I know where you've been, what you've done, and what you've been through. I want to talk to you about what's been happening behind closed doors when you're sweating bullets and you're scared out of your mind. I don't know that, but God knows. And he said, I want to tell you, I love you and I'm accepting what you've been doing. You've been fighting the fight of faith. I want you to know you did it, you did it, you did it. See, what do you mean we did it? You look me in the eye right now. Don't you dare think that we've been defeated because Sister Marily went to be with the Lord or because Sister Rogers went or Brother Dale went. This church got up and we got to our knees and we prayed. We won that battle. Stand up and glorify God right now. Not one tear went unnoticed. Not one meal went unnoticed. God saw it and he accepted it. Oh, somebody shout to the Lord. Raise your hands and shout again. Yay! Yay! He heard us. You may be seated.
did you listen to me? God took me on a journey. I know what time it is. It's going to take me a while and I don't care. Uh, whatever I need to do, Pastor, you can tell me when to cut and whatever. I'm just saying to you, I want you to listen to me. We started this horrible year with 40 days of fasting and praying. And then the Lord said, go again, Elijah. You're going to need more. And then another 21 days. The Lord was preparing us for what was to come. And this church has been hitting her knees. People were in that prayer room, 6.30 in the morning, socially distant, masked up on their faces, crying out to God. He said, you did it, 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 you did it. What was the outcome? Precious. Precious. Chuck Ulrich died hard. So did Jesus. He's in good company. He didn't go out of here with both legs. He didn't go out of here with a rose between his teeth. He went out wounded and suffering. And he's right there standing next to him with nail-scarred hands and feet. A scar in his side and a crown on his head. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. <laughs> oh, we're still fighting for the faith. We didn't quit. I haven't quit praying. If you don't answer me, say I did. I get back up there. We got a list. That's why we're giving you a little form. Get back up there. You fight. You get in his face. You get in his face for your kids. You only got to do it one day at a time. Don't give up. Hallelujah. And just like a dad who corrects his children more harshly than a stranger would, the Lord said, I've let you have it. I brought you down and I've let you learn how to fight and pray and fast. Next verse. And then after he deals with our warfare, Isaiah 40 and verse 3. Now the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. We weren't fighting in Jerusalem, y'all. We've been transferred to the wilderness. This has been desert warfare from the beginning. Oh my God. January was boot camp. Deny yourself. Turn off your phone. Get connected to the church. Get connected to God because in two months you are not going to be able to. It was training. Emergency training. For a 911 call. Somebody's got to be on the job when that phone rings and make a prayer that it'll reach heaven and God put our church through 61 days of training and you got out of it what you put into it and you say, I didn't do so good but you're still here and as far as I'm concerned, that's enough for me. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. He said, clear the ground. I'm clearing it. 
We cleared it by acknowledging that God has visited our church. You can say the devil, I'm telling you, I'm not giving him any credit. The Lord has allowed everything to happen to us. I'm going to lay it at his feet like a Christmas present. Wrap it up and say, here I am to worship. I'm bringing you my sorrow. I'm bringing you my pain. I'm bringing you my mourning, my tears. I'm bringing it all to you. I'm going to wrap it up like a present and bow down and say, you are God alone. Ain't nobody like you. You know what you're doing? You're clearing away. He said, now make a way for me. And do it in the desert. Do it in the middle of your trial. Do it in the middle of your struggle. Clear the way. You know what? I finally learned what sanctify the Lord in your hearts means. It means that all hell can be breaking loose outside my prayer closet. But when I walk in there, it's just me and God. And when I walk in there, I'm praising. I'm not groaning. I'm not moaning. I'm worshiping in the presence of the King. I walk out of that and walk right back into the war. He's different. I don't drag him into my muck and filth. I take myself to him and we exchange. I give him sorrow. He gives me joy. I give him agony. He gives me healing. I give him brokenness. He gives me healing. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let me tell you what he's going to do through all this. Because he said, I want you to know what I'm going to do. Isaiah, go tell it to my people. I'm going to have a high. You make a way for me. Clear the ground for me. Get rid of your junk. Get rid of your fear. Bring it to me. Because this is what I'm going to do. That valley you've been in, just dragging your weary self. He said, I, not you. You in the valley. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to take my hand. You went down low. I'm going to do it. By, I'm going to raise you up. I'm not going to make you get up and jump. I'm just going to lift you up. And then he said, every mountain, those high places where you got stuck hanging there by yourself between yesterday and tomorrow, scared to death and can't move forward and can't go back. He said, you got stranded like a sheep on a high place. And maybe some of you have just been stuck on a hill. It's not a mountain, but you're just as stuck as if it were Everest. He said, I'm going to raise the valley and I'm going to smash the mountain. Itamahaya. I'm going to take those who were low and I'm going to set them next to those who were trapped in high. Hallelujah. And then those people that have been in a crooked place and they can't find their way out, their life is like a maze. One turn after another and I can't find how to live right, do right, or be right. He said, I'm just going to take my hand. I'm going to make it straight to you. I'm going to make it plain. Oh, hallelujah. Praise him again. In those rough places, God, some of you have got knees that are just torn to bits because you've been dragging yourself through the rough. The Lord said, I'm going to take my hand. I don't want you crawling on glass and rocks. I'm going to heal your knees. <laughs> he said, I'm going to make it smooth for you. <laughs> and when I do this, verse 5, and the glory 
of the Lord. I'm raising valleys and smashing hills and mountains, straightening out crooked places and smoothing out rough because I want you to see me. I've been here all the time. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river. I feel like you need to raise your hands right now. The comforter's here. Some of us have been, we've been strung out all over the place. High, low, and all points in between. It's been rough. Hallelujah. Smooth my way, Lord. Hell, let me see your glory. Let me see it. And he said, all flesh. He said, everybody's going to see when I do this thing for you. For you. Put your hand on your heart and say, let the glory rise in me. See, that's what we need to see right now. We need to see the glory behind all this. Behind the valley, the mountain, the crooked, the rough. Yeah, we do. And then, the wilderness. You know what's in the wilderness? Scorpions. Serpents and drought. That's where we've been. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus went to the wilderness for you and me. Forty days and forty nights he went without food and water. He knew some of us were going to be sick out there alone. And for every hateful word the devil spoke to him, Jesus dropped a word. So-and-so is going to lose a family member. The devil's going to tell him, just give up. Just go get what you can get to gratify yourself. Man shall not live by fill-in-the-blank alone. Jesus left a word for me in this wilderness, and I'm going to find it. I've been in the wilderness, and this is what he gave me. And this is my last. I'm going to stop right here. But I want you to look. Matthew 4, 1, you don't have to. Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And you know why? Because he was leaving care packages for those of us that would follow. I'm going to tell you, you keep searching for it. There's a word for you in the wilderness to keep you right where you are fighting against serpents and scorpions. And you already heard him say last week, there's a lion out there and you're going to trample him. You know what that means? He's going to come after you. He's not even going to get this high. Do you know how high they are standing? He said, I'm going to lift you up. And when I do, I'm going to smack you down and you're going to stomp him to pieces. And he said, there's an adder at your feet. I'm going to let you stomp that. And a young lion and a dragon in the wilderness. My last scripture, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. This is wilderness preaching. There has no temptation. That means no tribulation, no battle. Whatever's going on in your body right now, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm saying you're doing something right like Jesus. We're being tested. And he said, there won't be one of those, but what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able, but will with the temptation also leave you a little loaf of bread. 
so that when you hit it out there in your warfare against the dragon or the lion or the serpent a word is going to come to you and it's going to be enough to knock that thing to the ground till you pulverize it I want you to stand to your feet and worship the Lord with me we're going to stop we have a baptism but I want you to come in tonight at 4.30 we'll do what we've been doing offline if you have a praise you come in if you don't we're just going to sing and worship before the Lord raise your hands right now God we love you we bless you we magnify you for your goodness and your mercy we're your people the sheep of your pasture God we need you to comfort us and give us strength and encouragement come on praise team we're counting on you Lord you gave us a word in the wilderness come on church God is speaking to us you've been through it we're going through it but he sees he knows and he cares he's not brushing past our morning he's speaking to us in it hallelujah I feel the comfort of the Holy Ghost the joy of the Lord is my strength hallelujah weeping may endure for